This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. And welcome back to Off the Break Podcast. I'm Cody, and with me are Kyle and Eric. Hello. Hello. And today's episode, we're going to briefly go over some trailers. Just a couple. A couple, big, couple. Ones. couple yeah. big ones. Detective worth Pikachu, talking about. Hellboy. Dark Phoenix. We'll get to that one. <laughs> Two out of three were solid. <laughs> yeah. And then um, the bulk of our discussion will be on our Oscar reactions. Oof, yeah, there's, there's a bit to go over, I think. <laughs> it, they're over, and we're going to see where we landed, where we predicted correctly. And... Were we right? Were we wrong? Were we happy? Yeah. Were we sad? Do they need a host? No. No. <laughs> but no. we'll get to that. Yep. So let's get started. Um, trailer breakdowns. I think the first one and the one we're most excited about, so the one that I <laughs> want to like kick off this awesome podcast episode with would be Detective Pikachu. Yeah, Detective Pikachu. Do you want to go over what Detective Pikachu is, Eric? Yeah, I'll give the official synopsis okay. provided via Warner Brothers. It's a little bit lengthy, but... So we have, the story begins when ace private eye Harry Goodman goes mysteriously missing, prompting his 21-year-old 20, son, Tim, to find out what happened. Aiding in the investigation is Harry's former Pokemon partner, Detective Pikachu, a hilarious, wisecracking, adorable super sleuth who is, puzzlement, who is a puzzlement even to himself. Finding that they are uniquely equipped to communicate with one another, Tim and Pikachu join forces on a thrilling adventure to unravel the tangled mystery. Chasing clues together through the neon-lit streets of Rhyme City, a sprawling modern metropolis where humans and Pokemon live side-by-side side in a hyper-realistic live-action world, they encounter a diverse cast of Pokemon characters and uncover a shocking plot that could destroy this peaceful coexistence and threaten the whole Pokemon universe. I thought you skipped a line oh, for a second yeah. there, but you did synopsis. very good. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very long um, synopsis. I learned a couple things from that yeah. synopsis that I didn't know from the first trailer, apparently, that... Detective Pikachu worked with the main character's dad. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either until you just read that. <laughs> I kind of. Like, oh. I mean, you get the hint in the trailer because the name's in Pikachu's hat, right? I mean, that's is that in, in the first trailer or is that just in this trailer? I thought it's in this trailer that we're about to talk about. Mm, I didn't catch that part. I just love how cute Pikachu looks. <laughs> no, this. I'm I thought like, this trailer oh. was great. There's, you know, the which is it's a natural thing that like the later trailers kind of emphasize more if a movie has a lot of visual effects or you know cg yeah. work because naturally more of that work is done and you can definitely tell that from this trailer there's just even more pokemon like actual pokemon than the first there's trailer had. a lot of names out there yeah a lot of different set pieces you know the pokemon fans out there are probably like like oh that's that guy that's that guy he's in this charizard yeah you know so this trailer did a very good job of giving people an idea of what what to expect from this movie they really are they really seem to have done the the research with what pokemon fans want to see from the first ever live action movie yeah i mean coming from the fan who like knows of the show but doesn't had never really gotten involved in like the games or the video games and whatnot. Like I was really digging this trailer, uh, not just because from what I was seeing in terms of the great CGI work that I think improved from the first one, but just this seems like a fun story. This just seems like a great dynamic be between Ryan Reynolds and yeah. Justin Smith. Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu. Like I wasn't quite sure if that would land as well, but the more I keep watching the trail, the more I'm digging his voice as Pikachu. <laughs> yeah. Like it's funny. Like we're so used to the you know traditional Pika Pika high pitch. <laughs> sound but now it's like ryan yeah. reynolds yelling like get me the hell out of here <laughs> like as he's <laughs> fighting a charizard like it's all it's funny like it's i think it's gonna be yeah. great for uh people who don't know a thing about pokemon but also for like you were saying like mm -hmm. giving the fans oh, they, what they will want they struck a very good balance between you know giving the the longtime hardcore fan base what they want and making it a uh an approachable kind of entry entry level um, approach to people who have no idea what Pokemon are outside yeah. of the name. Yeah, I agree. I'm one of those people. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna I, say like it was right out of your age yeah, range when I it never, first came out. Like watched Pokemon. I knew that the Pokemon TV show existed. I, I knew that there was a card game. Mm -hmm. Yep. I was like, that's dumb. <laughs> so, <laughs> however, that's this lame. this movie looks so good. I yeah. am. I don't know what it is, but I am so drawn into this film. Like I have a lot of excitement for this movie. I feel like it's fresh and new, even though it's an old 
Oh, it's, yeah, it's like 30, probably 30 yeah. years old now. <laughs> yeah, it's an old IP, but I am feeling new to it. And kind of like the like curiosity and excitement when you first got into like the superhero films. You're mm-hmm. just like, there's obviously this world here. There's a lot of story here and there's a lot oh, yeah. of like neat mm-hmm. pieces and I can't wait to dive in. Well, that's the weird thing about Pokemon is like it's been as popular as ever for like the entire time it's been out, but it's always been kind of under the radar for the main mainstream but when this comes out and like people see it there's really nothing else out there that's kind of like the world of pokemon weirdly because you know a lot of the superhero Uh, movies tend to have (laughs) a lot of the superhero movies tend to have like the same basic story you know like like plot beats you kind of know what to expect but pokemon it's just like it's such a bizarre and unique world that doesn't really make it doesn't seem like it would make a whole lot of sense, no sense. but people, people <laughs> love it. They go crazy for it. Yeah. And the main mainstream are going to see it when it comes out and they'd be like, huh, I've never really seen something like this yeah. before. And, you know, it's it's going to kick off, I think, a big franchise. I think it also helps. Uh, uh, I think what helps is the detective angle because Detective Pikachu, I believe, is like one of the more obscure Pokemon video games. Like no one yeah. really talks about that one. And like, I think that's a great spin on the Pokemon story, not just for fans, but also for mainstream. Cause it's almost like a good way yeah. to help introduce us um, to, to Pokemon with something new that mm-hmm. hasn't been well, yeah, cause really it, seen before. It, it goes back to the striking that balance. Cause detective Pikachu, it's himself is kind of an obscure character. So longtime fans are going to be like, Whoa, that's a deep cut. They, you know, yeah. they did their research, but people who don't know anything, it kind of gives them almost like a, like a surrogate to follow the story through because yeah. you know the whole thing is mysterious what are pokemon what is all of this mm-hmm. and when it's framed through like a a literal detective kind of mystery yeah they uncover these they get these answers bit like piece by piece i like it too because i knew enough about pokemon that i had already decided it was kind of lame <laughs> from my childhood like yeah. oh they go on a ball and they fight each other that's great like so i'm glad that this doesn't have those elements in the trailer so right. i'm not automatically like oh that's that weird thing where they put the these <laughs> they put monsters in the in balls a tiny cage. yeah <laughs> oh, I'm sure, and then I'm they sure fight each happen. other yeah it does oh, yeah. fans will riot but oh i know that it was that a smart angle happen. i see what you're saying mm-hmm. that was a smart angle mm-hmm. in i haven't terms of marketing. turned it off i haven't like you haven't checked out yeah i haven't dismissed it right away yeah. i'm now curious by it so it's a good way to start it and i think that's going to be the same thing for a lot of people like i'm agreeing mm-hmm. more and more with eric every day now that this is going to be a sleeper hit if this lands of course like this movie still has to be good but if it's even good, good it's going to be very big i think yeah, yeah. And it's going to bring in every age range probably possible mm-hmm. you know it's going to bring in the little little kids mm-hmm. their friends the like young adults now who grew up with pokemon who've never seen a live action movie yeah. before you know there's I've worked with like 40, 50 year old people who love Pokemon. Yeah. Like it's, it's it, crazy how wide of a reach this franchise has. Yeah. It's has. not just like one set market. Like most movies are yeah. like, you, you know, there's an action movie that may be only for 20 or 40 year old males. There's, you know, <laughs> maybe a movie that's more for the female teenage girl. Like I, mm-hmm. but here in Pokemon, it seems like it works for all genders. It works for oh, just absolutely. about all age groups. Pokemon like, has to be one of the most like, like, equal ratio in terms of gender like yeah. fans out especially there. nowadays oh absolutely yeah yeah i think it helps having ryan reynolds too like okay. that yeah, is yeah, a that big, just comes back to the main we knew that was going to be a big help the mainstream audience they're gonna even that if they're mainstream like stream deadpool audience yeah. that would be like oh i don't want to watch kids like, with like Pokemon, weird what isn't that that lame kid, thing uh, that kids are always yeah. into but you know ryan you add ryan reynolds onto it, it, it gives it a bit of a like credibility for more skeptical people yeah i mean not only Ryan Reynolds, but just the huge age range and this trailer actually landing with just about everyone. Like this movie yeah. will be big and theaters are really going to like that, I think. Yeah. Hey, brace yourselves now. It's yeah. it's gonna bring in every it's gonna Get bring your screens in everybody. prepared because it's gonna be Avengers <laughs> and Pokemon the whole time. As you can <laughs> like, tell, really. we're super excited for Pokemon, not Avengers, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm still psyched yeah. for both. But yeah, I'm excited, but yeah. I'm Pokemon is surprising me right now. Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> um well, the next trailer that we all wanted to discuss was Dark Phoenix. Yes. Ooh, Kyle. If you're unfamiliar with Dark Phoenix, um, it is the next X-Men <laughs> franchise film. Um, and they're they're battling their most powerful foe, Jean Grey herself. What? It's a rescue mission in space. She's Jean a is good nearly guy. killed when she's hit by a, co- a mysterious cosmic force. But once she returns home, this force is not 
only what makes her infinitely more powerful, but far more unstable. Uh-oh. So, and you can get a lot of that from the trailer. Like she, yeah. she can no longer control her powers. And how do you go after somebody that you consider your friend, oh. maybe lover? Oh, they show a lot more than just the <laughs> extent of how powerful she is. They, then they showed straight a, up like they showed a heavy spoiler. I think now it could be the power of editing, and it could be Didn't the director just like go in an interview. He's like, no, she's that that totally happens. exactly that but absolutely. Happens. So what are we hinting at? We're hinting that she kills, she kills Mystique, she kills Jennifer Lawrence herself. <laughs> Jennifer Mystique. Lawrence is supposedly. Like, I've but she been did. wanting. I've been want. I've been wanting to get out of this franchise. For yeah, like ever since like days kill of me future off, past. Please. So yeah. <laughs> when we looked at the poster. There's her in the middle and an X and a good side and a Jean dark Grey, side. Yeah. Um, and you, like villains and heroes and she's in the middle, mm-hmm. like separating them. I was like, why? I had two questions. Why is Nightcrawler a hero? Because I thought he was a villain, but maybe I'm just taking that from the original three. I think you're, well, even in the second, he came like from the second one, he? but he right. was a good guy. In the kind end. of a good guy. Okay. I remember these but characters. But Apocalypse's then, version of Nightcrawler he was, was a good guy. Yeah. Okay. Then the second big thing was why Get is, my love why is Beast in the evil side, like the villain side? But I think what happens is when she kills Mystique, he goes crazy because they were lovers. Were yeah, they? I mean, were they really lovers because they were both blue? Well, no, actually, in, in, in first the, class, in they first did a good class. job in making that relationship, relationship seem good. Class. But then you'll watch it again. It's yeah. so good. Uh, but it, in it, Days of Future Past, it. they break it off. Yeah, because Aww. he's like... Or he um, takes that serum to try to keep his weird um, feet, his weird bat feet, mm-hmm. from oh, yeah. being different. And then that's what turned him blue and into the beast. It, like, you know, increased his mutation. Yeah. And so then he was really upset. And she was upset with him for, you know, doing that, not mm-hmm. just embracing who he was. Because she was always having a hard time embracing who she was. And that's why one reason she was lured into Magneto's oh, First grasp. class is so good. See, I'm going to be honest. I, I feel like... I feel like this is going to be the final nail in the coffin for the X-Men franchise. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of been sputtering out for a while now. I feel like that's part of the reason why the trailer doesn't land for me. It's just because I know, like... Well, yeah, I didn't think the trailer was necessarily that great. Yeah, I mean, it just feels like it meanders, and I feel like we're just like, yeah, we're just tired now or yeah. something. I don't know. Well, X-Men, they sometimes it felt... It, for a while, it felt like there was like one every year, then they kind of went away for a while and mm-hmm. then another one's like oh yeah they're still making those and then they went away again and now they're back with this one but i feel like people have just kind of moved on i think apocalypse mm-hmm. did a lot of damage so yeah i never even a lot saw more than it. we think it like wasn't people just very good i mean it wasn't i know it wasn't, it wasn't supposed good to be but it just good. left fans to be like even like afterwards with the success of deadpool and logan people will still think of the x-men movies and just be like oh, i'm I'm kind of done with this franchise. It's very interesting to me, yeah, like how it just especially now that, that like fast. the DC move, DC universe is finding its identity, kind of just with it, the its approach to things. Yeah. yeah, you have that, and you have Marvel and the 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 Fox X Men Marvel movies have always just kind of been an outlier. Some of them are very good. Like I remember First Class was very good. First Class good. Logan's great. But you know they've always just kind of been the other. And I feel like people are just kind of which is funny over though because they like helped start this whole oh, yeah yeah two thousand uh, the first X Men yes <laughs> oh, that one, that one's good too I know that we when we discussed the trailer I was kind of it didn't land for me either and I went back to my office and was working on stuff and then it hit me why it didn't work for me because I saw Apocalypse and I saw First Class and um and I was so I've been so I'm aware of everybody but mm-hmm. for me Jean Grey didn't come in till Apocalypse yeah and you just she played such a minor role except for the end when mm-hmm. she destroys Apocalypse I'm not giving away any spoilers but I mean he's old at this point yeah. anyway you I can care. connect the dots on how she does <laughs> yeah. it but she does yeah. it and her phoenix like like blasts him away and melts him and he's okay with it because he sees like the new reincarnation of the god so it's kind of a neat ending in a sense that it, you know, but she's not up. like a main part of it for the most of it. Not exactly. Not exactly. Not really. And all of a sudden, and now all of a sudden, she's she the tool that's gonna. <laughs> they kill, tried to get rid of him. They and tried to give some development with those mm-hmm. younger X Men characters, but I don't think it landed that well. I'm hoping yeah. that they do a better job in this story because it does feel like it's at the center. It's gonna right. be a Phoenix story, like no other side. No, things that to make it more her. cluttered which yeah. that part i didn't I mean, like about the trailer i like that they're like this is going to be a story about dark phoenix 
it's literally in the title. There's not even <laughs> X Men. The title is just Dark Phoenix. They're gonna have to. And we're gonna they're gonna have to it. establish her and make us care for her really, right. really I effectively. Because I don't care for her right now at all. So you know, Turner I never saw Apocalypse, it, so I don't, I have no idea what her take on I, Jean Grey I, I is like. I don't like Sophie Turner. I think she's great. I just not connected to this character now oh, if yeah, it was mystique i don't or mean about like that yeah or professor x one of the ones that you have been with this whole time yeah then you're like i'm invested but mm-hmm. i'm not invested yeah, like in all her. of a sudden she's kinda, the that's most what important I mean, like, she thing could, ever that's yeah. what i mean by she could do it because she is a talented actress that she could be able to yeah, but carry why, this but, uh, going into it i don't care enough about her because she was just introduced so right. why don't you just kill her from the beginning like then you don't have a story. it's over <laughs> i know so that's what that's what i'm saying though like i i don't need to see her live it's going to frustrate me that they're just not axing her right away i'm just saying her acting in dark phoenix could help you like the character more yeah i mean I, we have to wait and see we have to wait and see the movie i'm sure you'll come to like her i hope Mm-hmm. But it is it is kind of a an ambitious move to all of a sudden make everything revolve around this pretty new character who only had a little role in the only other movie she appeared in. On top of that, let's remember, this is being directed by Simon Kinberg, who's been a producer and a writer for some of the X-Men movies in the past, but he's never directed anything. No small movie, no big scale movie. Like, this mm-hmm. is his first. Oh, really? go like i i trust him to an extent because he's worked in this franchise for so long but this is a big leap to (laughs) try to make dark phoenix work this time unlike in the last stand the x-men franchise as a whole has been such like a like an in joke in terms of how convoluted it is and it's always trying to go back and fix itself very much explain itself yeah in not the good ways no in the in weird ways comic (laughs) books rewrite themselves all the time i don't know i feel like the writing's been on the wall on the wall for a while with the x-men movies they they just haven't been performing as well as the other superhero movies that are out people aren't really that enthusiastic about it future past yeah logan actually made money logan and i know but but i guess you mean like yeah logan i feel like most people yes uh wolverine is obviously part of the x-men but i feel like most people don't consider logan an x-men movie you know yeah that's a good point it's it was always it's kind of its own thing right right um a standalone superhero movie that just happened to feature had, an x-men logan character. yeah it had very yeah, very sure. very little of the movie made you think this was a superhero movie mm-hmm. and it had patrick stewart in it and who doesn't <laughs> love patrick stewart so. but this one Sir i don't patrick know I, I still think could have been nominated both of them could have been nominated for yeah. oscars i just don't just see saying. this i just don't see this movie doing too much Mm-mm. yeah I, I hard to say but i like seeing more of it i'm uh, still like s- intrigued i do like me a movie that connects <laughs> dots you know it is weird like as much as we're kind of bashing on this trailer like it is yeah. better than the first one yes it the is first trailer way better than yeah, the first yeah. Trailer. like their teaser trailer i i do think it's it, i when i it's just funny like thinking out loud because when i first saw this new trailer like immediately i noticed like the change in makeup for jennifer lawrence and i just yeah. is i mean that's right. She know. did look different, right? Oh, I thought so she looked different. very different. I thought so she looked different. Um, lighter in color. And oh God! Look she, at the, it was past. the red hair too. That was look at the past images of how the makeup has transitioned, well, and you can tell like there's nothing done here. First class, she did full body makeup. Yes. Then on the next one, she didn't want to do full body, so they did like a pro- for more her prosthetics. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it made it even less an apocalypse. I bet because yeah. it looked even more she looked jarring. Not very good in apocalypse. Oh Just no, she. In general, even like, I want to sit in the makeup chair, like, just whatever. Yeah. Oh, she was not in that. Movie. She is. She checked out of the series a while ago. Well, she did, I feel she like. attained success. She didn't need it. Yeah, no, she doesn't. Well, need between it first class and Hunger Games at that time, yeah. actually, yeah, if you achieve the success that screen, she does, Silver and you're already, playbook. you know, you're a multi Academy Award nominated actress and winner, I can understand. Yeah, she did win. Yeah, <laughs> I can understand Seven wanting to stick around if you care about the series, but the series just isn't that good. Yeah. And she probably is like, this is kind of hurting my reputation. I just want to put it's it behind me. Weird to be with your, still making movies with your ex-boyfriend at this point too. Especially since she oh, yeah. just got engaged. If I remember right. Yeah, she did. I don't know. Honestly, I haven't but... heard about or read about Eric, J-Law in so long. Heard about... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, it's not, it's not going to be a Detective Pikachu. Let's no. just put it at that. And Hope then, for the best. Uh, the final trailer we're going to discuss today dropped is, at midnight. This dropped morning, at midnight last night. Hell we boy. just watched it right before this podcast. <laughs> Hellboy, <laughs> no, Hell don't want to brag. Don't want to brag. I just it's fresh on my mind right now. Yeah, Hellboy releases 
what is that april 12th 2019 april 12th uh based on the graphic novels by mike mignola hellboy hellboy caught between worlds of supernatural and human battles an ancient sorceress bent on revenge coming out april 12th like just a month from now right just about a month yeah because we're in march yeah couple weeks happy march by the way yeah month and some change oh yeah so i um I <laughs> I felt like the first trailer was trying to be like uh, funny in a weird oh, yeah. Fargo way or, you know, where it was like a d- really dry sense of humor. I remember that. Yeah. Funny one lighters like the like a Deadpool humor. Mm-hmm. And it, doesn't, this character. it wasn't really landing that. Way, at least for me. Yeah. It didn't it didn't quite work for me. Now, this trailer does way shows way less of his um, talking and more of the sorceress character, which is Mila Jovovich. And who doesn't love her? She's. She's always she's getting fantastic. these kind of geeky roles. Yeah, and these like dark. <laughs> she's good at it. Mm-hmm. You know, sorceress roles. Um, and so I was, I was kind of interested in that, but I feel like the monsters look a little corny. I like, I don't know how to put <laughs> oh. it, but like, like, like let's throw some monsters in there. Not it, some of I, them, I guess, like that yeah. saber tooth cat thing. Yeah, I feel like the care and consideration of the monsters that um. The, del toro yeah del toro, toro puts movies. in where he really oh, yeah, you're thinks, not gonna match him when yeah, it comes to i feel like he thinks about it and he has pa- and he cares about these oh, he and he does. creates a creature with feelings these just felt like mindless beast monsters well, and they're probably just, just supposed to be demons from hell like i know? feel like it was a van helsing like let's kill the monsters yeah, which is probably exactly what it is yeah um and there was some gratuitous gore in there oh, that there's we gonna really be so much need. oh you need it if it's hellboy <laughs> but it's always it's Not done in like a kind of a comedic way yeah it's like it's just so over the top you can't help but kind of laugh at it i mean kind of the running pattern with these trailers i liked it more than the first one oh but i was not crazy about the first one so it's yeah. not saying a whole lot but i liked it i thought smoke on the water was like the perfect choice of oh, I music love, yes. for the i trailer. love that song um they still had kind of those funny tension breaking lines but yeah. You can tell the focus was on actually like, don't worry, there's lots of hell in this movie. I do think he looks the best when his horns are grown out and he has his fire sword and the fire crown. Riding that big hell hell. dragon at the end. Yeah, I just, I think he looks so cool that way. And I get that he like cuts him off because he doesn't want to be that... You know, I want to be that monster. That he beast. has to embrace who he is. Yeah, it's probably that's probably the point of the movie. It did make me kind of twinge a little when you saw Baby Hellboy in the trailer, with his like big arm and his little baby body. I was like, oh, hold him. Is that when he was crawling out of the? Yeah, crawling out of hell. Is <laughs> yeah, he a hell, baby there? That's his He's origin. He's a baby. Yeah, that was his origin. His Nazi. Like, yeah, like the Nazi wearing 3D glasses yeah. with the swastikas yeah. on them. It's in the first one, and that's it's where the, the doctor's one. right there, and he takes him. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's. Well, it, with the, when I was watching That's the trailer, it caught father. me off guard that that was Hellboy at first. I was like, oh, okay, but I guess I didn't put it together that he looked like a baby there. I'm just attuned to babies, I guess. I'm like, oh, that's a baby. I love this trailer so much. And I was very <laughs> hesitant about this one because outside of David Harbour and the first teaser that we got, like I thought this was a very bland movie and was yeah, not really wasn't offering a lot to like much. In the first one. Yeah, but this trailer. one changes that completely. Like I love... How all out, all gory, all action packed that this oh, yeah. is. I like all the oh, monsters. I'm here that for we're how all out they're going. Yeah, like they're definitely diving into like the Hellboy, um, the Hellboy lore and just how mm-hmm. crazy with all mm-hmm. these different creatures and how um, hell risen everything tends to be in its comics. And I, I, I dug it because of that. And and smoke on the water plane, like that's awesome. <laughs> that's such a great. Yeah, I song. mean, I'll be honest. Like the biggest thing going against this was just the relatively small but loyal fan base of the del toro True. movies you know but i feel like after this trailer they're going to be a little bit more com- like confident i, I guess. think it's bumped up its box office a bit for sure yeah they're going to be like okay they they obviously respect the source material they're going all out with the hell spawn mm-hmm. all of that other the demons and stuff i think maybe i just liked that they're like i feel like del toro was trying to tell another tale like you don't have to be who you are you can Mm -hmm. choose your destiny this is just like this is who this guy is and this is a funny (laughs) like a crazy gory story that happens that's true and i'm trying to let go of my 
past, you know, like my expectations and the things mm-hmm. I liked about it and just accept this for what it is in this incarnation I of think, it. I and think I will good. enjoy it once I let go. I but... think that's going to be the same thing for all hell, mm-hmm. loyal Hellboy fans because yeah. when the first teaser came out, it really seemed like they, there was a lot of skepticism. Yeah, skepticism uh, with, with this new version of Hellboy. But I think this might help it up. I do agree with you that mm-hmm. maybe the story won't be as solid as like I imagine, Del Toro's, but I imagine the general good. consensus is people are going to be like I loved the other two and this one was this one was pretty good. You I know? do like me a garbage movie story. So I'm not saying that I'm not going to enjoy <laughs> <Jeez>. this. <laughs> I do like like This movie's going to be like, trash. Yeah, gutter trash movies that are like, oh yeah. God. <laughs> Where the quality's not there. You know, like Del Toro had quality. It's just a trailer. We don't know yet. This isn't going to be like, this isn't going to have some emotional payoff. Imagine this back in like, what, 2004? Like, the first. Like, a hidden story or theme. It's just going to be blood and gut and gores and trailer. funny one-liners. We don't know that. We don't know that. I mean, you're probably right. Yeah. It's just a trailer. It's definitely selling on that for sure, but it, it could I mean, surprise us. There was a make-out us. scene where they're covered and drenched in blood. It's really not... It could be heartwarming, Cody. It's trying not to hit. Oh, you never done that before. We go back not not knowing what the Del Toro ones ended up like. If you just went back and watched the teaser trailer for the first one, we should. Yeah, you know, I wonder, would you get all of the stuff you liked about that from that trailer? Probably not. So, I don't know. I always liked the fish guy. That could read minds and stuff. Yeah, he was a great character. He was such a good character. Will it be a success? Will this movie ultimately be a success? I don't Let's know. I think see. it'll be moderate. Do you think Lionsgate tends to go in the thirty million to fifty million range? It, would this be a hundred million dollar movie for Lionsgate? I think uh, it'll get close. Maybe. I think it's the closest it, it, film. This, in, this in a trailer long really time. made me more confident in it. I'm. I'm. My guess eighty. Yeah. I don't think that's a bad guess. I think. Yeah, I feel like right. sixty-five to eighty is where this is going to land. Let's also remember there's. Gonna be a lot of competition. Yeah, I'm trying to. That that's why I'm sitting here. Shazam's trying to think like of... a week before that, and I think that's getting a lot more buzz than Hellboy, despite it having more yeah. footage. It's just Hellboy is gonna be rated R, and Shazam will be PG-13. That's so by virtue too. of rating, it's gonna have a broader audience. Yeah, that's a good point too. Yeah. So for, I mean, for the for the moderately or for like the modest scale, like budget of this mm-hmm. movie compared to a movie like Shazam or the other bigger studios. Yeah, I think I think it'll do decent. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the same as the original Hellboys did. Yeah, which is kind of funny because Del Toro's not back. No, actually, that's not funny at all. That makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> Changed my mind. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if I were to rank these trailers, I'd say the Hellboy trailer was better than the Dark Phoenix, but that yeah. Pikachu t- trailer you can't it's beat it. So yeah, good. I'm right there with you. And and then ranking what I most likely want to see: Detective Pikachu. Hellboy than Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Even I, though I just bashed on I just Hellboy. I don't want to see Dark Phoenix. I, I am more excited. <laughs> I have more interest in it than Dark Phoenix. Yeah, I think Dark Phoenix would take second for me then just because like I've been loyal to uh the X-Men franchise a little bit more than Hellboy. Um but in terms of excitement or in terms of how good the trailers are, I would rank those two opposite of each other. Like I'm really excited for Captain Marvel, but overall I'm getting kind of like worn out on superhero movies. I think that's what Dark Phoenix has working against it. I'm just not, I'm, I'm ready. And not for only is new. it a type of movie that a lot of people are starting to get a little over, mm-hmm. but it's just not a very good right. one of those. <laughs> that, that's kind of funny too, because X-Men Apocalypse had that same problem because before that it had, if I remember right, it had BVS, which didn't do well, but then it had mm-hmm. Civil War, Captain America's Civil War, and that did great because people were like, oh, thank goodness, something better than yeah. BVS. But then with so many like back-to-back, like then Apocalypse came out, and not only was it that great of a movie, but also a little tiresome mm-hmm. at the same time. So it, it's really just a matter of how you space out your viewing of these movies. Yep. Well, well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. But Let's Pikachu move looks on awesome. to the main event. <laughs> main event. The, the showstoppers. It's finally can, over. We can talk about it. Oh, We've been waiting all week to talk about it. I'm not even like happy they're over. It's just <laughs> I'm not even that relieved anymore. It's just kind of like, oh, that was a long, that was a long. It felt road. like a long Oscar season. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if it was all of the just the, um, yeah the season the itself issues that came up like with some of the 
um, nominations, not performing very well at the box office, and then having all this drama like in the media Controversies about stuff. and scandals Whether left and right. Whether yeah, it's Brian Singer or the family, uh, you know, yeah. not liking... The Green Book or the, Shirley's family. Yeah, not liking yeah. what was written. It just kind of tainted the whole fun aspect of it that could be there. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the whole award season as a whole. When it came to the actual Oscars, I mean, I thought they were fine. The actual ceremony. The show was not yeah, garbage. Exactly. <laughs> I, w- I mean, I admit, I kind of wanted it to be this just awkward, cringy train wreck. Train wreck. Oh, I you know, thought I it was wanted that. Yeah. A lot of people did, but it wasn't, but it, it wasn't spectacular. It was exactly what you would expect it to be. They just showed up and presented the awards. Honestly, it's what the awards shows should be. It should be a nice flowing three hours that doesn't feel like it's dragging for so long it focuses on the winners and the nominations mm-hmm. because that's what we're here for and people can look at the clothes the dresses yeah, exactly you still get outfits. to have that aspect yeah. and we don't have these stupid uh, skits that just halt everything and fail 80 percent of the time that like just... the reason why people don't like them is because like the host wasn't great blah, blah, blah. well now we so don't what have do you it expect nobody yeah. wants to watch a host do anything they just want to find out who won i mean i on could the... watch like um Oh, now the name just escaped me. That played Logan, please. Oh, Hugh Jackman. I he was a good him. host. Why? That was, I remember <laughs> I <know>. that. that <laughs> I swear, ceremony. I had him on the brain, and then it just left. Yeah, I remember that ceremony. He was oh, great. Yeah, I could watch. He, but Hugh Jackman is a rare showman. Like he. Oh yeah, he's singing, in every sense the of the dancing, word. Yeah, he is truly the greatest. Charisma. Showman. He is a, <laughs> such a showman. I could watch him. There's definitely do all been that. good hosts, but it's just a matter mm-hmm. of wasting so much time. Yeah, on them it's just never with, worth it. I feel like yeah. now seeing this, and I know that they've had. A hostless show once or twice before. Well, that was What's a whole different. That was a 80s. long time ago. That was in '89 with the famous oh, Rob yeah. Lowe um, <laughs> musical number that they did, and with, oof, it's fun. With uh, was it Snow White or yeah, Cinderella? Yeah, like Snow White. They fired was, the guy who directed yeah. that whole show. Like that was just a whole mess. That was a different <laughs> thing. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a fan of the no host route. I think it it streamlined it. It cut the fat. And Just, it got more stars, yeah. and that's what mm-hmm. you want to see. You want to yeah. see the movie. All stars. you need, all the all the comedy slash scripted elements you need, is just have a couple of the presenters be funny. You and know? they did, like like, they, like when Brian Tyree Henry and Melissa McCarthy came out for yeah. costume design. You know, and they're just in these absurd oh, costumes that, that so combined funny. all of the outfits from the nominees. That's perfect. That's great. And I know? actually, I actually like that. Um, Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, and Maya Rudolph came out and just did, they did a monologue, but they did like a really short one. And yeah. then it was funny, funny and it it wasn't it wasn't that political, I don't believe, which I also like too. Like it was just yeah. about the awards and they were like, all right, let's get this show moving. Let's mm-hmm. go. That was also good. You know, uh, you can do that too even. The Oscars is a big thing. Lots of people from all different backgrounds watch them, even if they're not crazy about the movies. This one was... Uh, with the exception, you know, of like Spike Lee, you know, it wasn't that political, which, yeah. you know, makes it an easier watch for a lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, if you're expecting Spike Lee to not be political and like, who who, who are you? What are you thinking? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I like the no host route. I thought mm-hmm. the flow or the flow of the show was fine. I was never really too bored checking the time. Like, oh, my God, when is this going to end? Yeah, I know. By the time it ended, I was like, oh, that was, was a like, fast oh, yeah. three oh, hours. That was all the awards. Okay. There's no more. Can all we right. also talk about... Uh, the one big part of the show, and that's um Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga's. We should mention stare. it. Probably that should. stare. I I I had shivers. The room was like getting that. hot. Everyone yeah. was like, Oof. "They should kiss. They should kiss." <laughs> like Bradley Cooper's wife is watching, like in the front row right now. But yeah, I still think he might kiss Lady Gaga right now. I'm pretty sure his wife would be like, "No, they're good for each other. <laughs> they should do like, it." I shipped Bradley. him. <laughs> what are you thinking? But no, I mean that was. For good reason. That was like the big event of the show. Yeah. Everybody was talking about it. Great performance. I, it was. Just, it's just funny to watch them and just be like, oh, they're going to make out. <laughs> <laughs> people love a good love song, I guess, yeah. and relatable people singing said love song. And you can tell those two had the oh, best they went, chemistry. They, they bonded over the course of that movie, I'm yeah. sure. It was, it was just a cool moment. Playing off each to, other perfectly. Yeah. And I just wanted to bring that up. For Bradley Cooper not being a singer... A trained singer. Mm-hmm. He has been doing awesome. I know it's just a the good one life. song over and over again. But yeah. I mean, no, he makes it work though. You know, yeah. you don't. That song is so good. Rock star, well, a lot of rock stars. Win. There's you know, a reason not, why it's an Oscar winner. They're not classically <laughs> yeah. trained choir 
kids who then right. sing perfect pitch all the time you know they have they have that human raspy kind of flawed sound to them sometimes and they make it work mm-hmm. and i feel like that was great uh so now do we want to dive into just the main categories oh uh, um, yeah let's just yeah. go on the list of the winners so. all right um let's just start let's just, from let's just stick to the main winners yeah the, the best picture and the actors do you want to do screenplays at all or we don't need to talk no. about screenplays were you guys surprised <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, I guess it's notable to say that adapted screenplay Spike Lee won his first non-honorary that was really award, cool. and yeah. you could tell he yeah. was very excited. Yeah. Samuel Jackson yes. was very excited for him too. I was happy for that win, and Green Book isn't too surprising. I figured it was going to be Green Book was gonna that or uh, first performed. Speaking of Green Book, though, that was our that was our big winner, best yeah. picture. What do we think? <laughs> Actually, I'm not you, surprised. I'm you not just surprised. saw it recently, like yeah, I mean, I could do you think have it's... a whole another podcast episode about my thoughts on it? <laughs> I think it's. I I laughed a lot at it, probably for reasons that the makers didn't intend. Oof. It felt like an early entry level, like young preschooler kindergartens picture book about racism. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. That's a different conversation for a different time. But I'm not surprised that it won. If I, I honestly was thinking Roma was gonna win. Me too. Like most people I feel like. Yeah. But if I knew if that didn't win, it would absolutely be Green Book. I am so relieved Roma didn't win. <laughs> no, I am serious. I know. I we know, know, we know why. We know why. But it just... It was, I feel like... I, I, going through this process with this award ceremony and this award season, I felt like, you know, everybody was always kind of on the page about theatrical releases. Like, mm-hmm. you should see movies in theaters. That had always been, like, everybody's rallying cry. Yeah. And then I felt like this year, I started seeing the creative side not just not the exhibition yeah. but the creative side turning their back on that idea and you saw more and more defections to mm-hmm. netflix and and more of these like art directors choosing that and i just was like i felt like they're traitors well i feel <laughs> like so that i'm was, glad they I weren't like rewarded was a very prevalent opinion in the academy because mm-hmm. you know a lot of these people probably they're not going to say that out loud. They're probably like, I love, I, yeah, maybe Roma was a really good movie, but come on people. Like right. we're about the theatrical, we're about the, the theatrical experience. You can't get that watch sitting on your couch, browsing your phone while you're watching a supposedly yeah. high caliber Oscar film. And it's one thing to, to do that, to have that feeling with it when it's Netflix, who's a, and for all intents and purposes, an outsider, but I'm really worried about next year's Oscars. Yeah. What happens when it's Disney streaming or Warner streaming or Universal streaming? The theatrical streaming? experience may have won the battle, but not the war. Yeah, won <laughs> the battle this round because the enemy was an outsider. But what if the enemy is a studio? That is an interesting way to look at it, too. Because, you know, by most accounts, I mean, Green Book obviously was insanely popular among the Academy. There's mm-hmm. countless pieces about how it's a terrible Best Picture winner. It's the worst thing since Crash. You know, it's not. People can <laughs> people can repeat parrot that all they want, but the the fact is that the Academy loved the movie. Yeah. Um, but or enough people I, liked it do, enough that it won. But I do wonder how much of Green Book's win has to do with not Green Book versus Roma, but theatrical experience versus streaming. Yeah, you know, and I feel like that 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 and adding the political, adding the political yeah. into it, like we want to reward diverse voices and those sort of things. I mean, if Green Book was their idea of the best representation, <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> okay, I mean, whatever. O- outside of Vice, like I thought the rest of these choices were going to have an equal shot of winning. I did think it was going to go to Roma, but. Green Book didn't end up becoming the winner. I think it's a good movie. Don't know if it's an Oscar winning movie. Nah, um, I wouldn't say so. <laughs> but it I could, a lot of fun it could be it, what though. you guys are saying. It could be a matter of people not only thinking like it is the best movie out of everything else, but they maybe they just don't want to. Well, the, but then again, they also voted best director for Roma. So they could have given that and just be like, that's yeah, his Peter reward. Farrelly, or, like, let's give the win to Peter Green Farley Book. wasn't even nominated for best director. And that yeah. doesn't happen a whole lot. You yeah, know, exactly. A movie's getting a Best Picture nomination without Best Director. It's mm-hmm. pretty rare. Yeah, I and Bradley Cooper didn't get nominated either. Nope. So I think that moving forward, we'll just have to watch it. But a director is, I don't want to say less, but it's not the same. Like, that's still a singular person that you're rewarding. Mm-hmm. Whereas Best Picture, you're rewarding 
the producers and the distribution. You're yeah. you're rewarding the studio that put the film out there. Yeah. And then the studio that spent the money to campaign for that film. Yeah, that backed it and believed yeah. in it and mm-hmm. put it out there. Yeah. And then spent Oscar campaign money on it. Yeah. That's who you're rewarding. So it's I just, like it's a rabbit hole. Of, <laughs> it's a rabbit hole of <laughs> politics and Yeah. You know, shady business deals, but we'll never know specifically. But yeah, Green Book won. Green Book won. And Alfonso Cuaron, like I mentioned before, it, yep, he, he won best for director. Best Directing. Not surprised. That's the fifth Mexican director in six years. I like to that win people are coming out with that headline now, but you've director. been saying it for yeah. like a I was month. like, hey, people, you do realize, you know. But now they're coming out and they're like, <laughs> Alfonso oh, kicked off this. Look at us. Alfonso kicked off this pattern with gravity. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, good for him. He he went up there like three or four times. He's up there. And he's like, being up here does not get old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, See, so he took it home. I wasn't surprised there one bit. Yeah. I um, mean, out of everyone that was nominated in this category, I thought it was all pretty weak choices. Alfonso is the clear winner. Well, I won't say about weak choices. But, well, uh, <laughs> that's a hot, that's a Kyle hot take. That, yeah. It's, um, but yeah, not <laughs> surprised on him. Uh, best actress. That was probably the biggest surprise yeah. for everybody. I think so. Night. I think you're right. I thought Glenn Close was going to take it. Everybody did. Everybody. Like, like analysts, publicists. Because usually there's been this history of rewarding somebody for the point in their career sometimes. Yeah. And she is kind of at not she's the end a, of her career because she, she's very talented. But, yeah, but, but it's been a while. She's one of, if not the most nominated actresses without mm-hmm. having won once. Yeah. I think this might be a sign of change coming from the voting body. I don't think – I think this might be a change that the voting body isn't going to reward someone just on their body of work but on the actual performance. I would yeah, like to would, think so. Yeah, I'd argue that Olivia Coleman's portrayal was a supporting actress. Yeah, one. that's so, another thing. You know, Well, that's a different conversation. Either she's also supporting or all three of them are leads. That's, a, yeah. you know, that's another thing. So, But when I'm going to sit there and vote and I look at it, even if it's a different thing, even though somehow she got in that category, I still can't bring myself to be like, yeah, this was a lead role yeah. and she nailed it. I'm happy she won, though. Yeah. Her speech was my fa- my favorite of the night. It was so, Her speech was incredible. It was so humble and hilarious. Yeah, that was, that's a great she speech. Was ab- she was absolutely adorable It in wasn't her even speech. a speech. She was just sputtering yeah. her way through. Cause you she- can tell. Yeah, she had no... I, I, she did not think she was going to win. Everybody thought Glenn Close had it. Yeah. You know, she had been winning every other Guild Award, everything mm-hmm. leading up to this. And then, boom, Olivia Coleman. Yeah, I mean, good for her for getting the win. Personally, it's not the performance I would have voted for. I thought she was good not great um but i mean it was so genuine of a speech i had to be like okay that's pretty cool that she did get the win like you, i'm not that heartless guys oh yeah no, <laughs> she, she, she would have she was she was my vote of yeah the so i'm happy. right right although i do absolutely agree that she's just as much of a lead or supporting as mm-hmm. emma stone and rachel wise i wanted lady gaga to win i knew that was such a long <laughs> shot i knew that was never gonna happen but well, it's a cr- deep part of me wanted her to win and just have that <laughs> It's crazy because A Star awesome. is Born was like the movie. Like everyone oh, the first was front like, runner, yeah. this is going to get the awards. And then Time, you know, was the enemy and people just thought yeah. other things were better, which is fair. Like everyone has their opinion. Um, and then speaking of uh, A Star is Born, unfortunately, Sam Elliott did not win. It did go to Mahershala Ali. I think yeah. we weren't surprised, but we were still surprised. <laughs> I wasn't surprised at yeah. all. Yeah, we were still hoping shocked. that he would, right? I mean, having just seen Green Book, yes, Mahershala is very good in it. He's very in good. it a lot more than Sam Elliott is in A Star is Born. Did he? Um, but sure, I would argue yeah. that it's a co-lead role again, that there's no supporting <laughs> one. The technicalities, ah. I would be lying if I said Mahershala Ali had a scene that hit me as hard as the classic Sam yeah. Elliott turnaround in his car with his red I still think that's one eyes. of the best scenes this year. Um, would, or in a, a couple of years, in a while. But I can't really be upset. You know, Mahershala Ali is great. Uh, I can be upset. He was Did probably you see him in Alita? <laughs> Come on. <there's... laughs> you can't bash him for that. Come on. That's not fair. <laughs> the best he had. Did, he did the best he could with what he was given. Sure. Uh, yeah, no surprises there whatsoever. And then in Best Actress in a Supporting Role, it went to Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk. I think it was no the surprise. first award of the night, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, kicking off. They usually do that. I thought Supporting, that yeah. Chris Evans helping her up the stairs was like, oh, oh the internet he's Captain America. Yeah, the internet loved that chivalry. <laughs> I love him. Chivalry is not dead. No. No, oh, yeah, no that, surprise that was there. cool, too. We kind of did a, a little circle there. But, yeah, yeah. best actor, Rami Malek. Yep. Everybody he also had a, very, yeah, we missed he that had, one. He had a very good speech. And then he I, fell I off the stage. 
Yeah, I didn't realize that until the next day. That. You told me, you're like, did you see him fall off? I was like, when did that happen? Yeah, yeah and then we finally have been finding the <laughs> Poor footage guy. of it. Uh, yeah, no surprises there. Um, After I Golden I Globes. I can't really argue with it. I still would have preferred Christian Bale to win. but Bradley I think Christian Cooper. Bale had a better performance, but I think that sometimes these awards come down to who schmoozes the best. And yeah. Rami Malek was out there. He was greeting people. And I don't want to say really schmooze helped. in like a bad way, because no. he seems like a very humble guy. Yeah, I like Rami Malek like a even lot. Even in his right. first ever Oscar present. win, like yeah. he was very genuine and, and it's hard, um, yeah. formal. Yeah, he was very appreciative. You can tell, you know, he wasn't taking anything for granted. No. So I'm very happy that he won. I just, you know, personal preference, I, en- I enjoyed christian bale's dick cheney a little bit more but i think that um, he absolutely was the the yeah. life force of them of oh Bohemian he made Rhapsody, movie, which is why he got nominated not yeah. only did he feel like freddie mercury but he just made and according to work. you know some re- some reports there's so many things about the whole brian singer being fired and the editor having to come in and direct the movie but a lot of people are saying that towards the end rami malik was essentially directing himself um, during oh, Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah, for sure, he's gone out so, and like, talked about all how of these little mini poor of an experience it was. Rumors or narratives that you hear people, you know, they think about and they're like, "Whoa, that's really impressive." True, you know, it all adds up. That's a good so. point. That's a good point to think about. Now, my only concern is that we have another musical biopic coming up this year, Rocket uh, Man, multiple. with Taron well, Egerton, yeah. directed yeah. by the guy who uh, helped finish up Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah, yeah. Dexter so, Dexter Fletcher. So yep. I think that one looks fantastic oh i think the, it looks incredible the trailers are so amazing taron edgerton he makes sing- that trailer for me oh my gosh he sounds him. so like elton john and when yeah. they sing together and yeah. do their performances oh, I did see that people so should check good. out that video yeah, yeah. so i'm thinking i i'm hoping that he also gets you know like awarded for what is probably going to be an amazing performance in that and not be like well we already gave a guy a award <laughs> yeah. for it's also coming out in, in may so that could also that's going to hurt it a little yeah, bit yeah for sure um of course we're happy for spider-man winning best anime <gasps> oh film. my gosh oh, yeah, yeah no, we all knew that was gonna yeah, happen yeah there, like, was, there was a small second as they were about to announce the winner where i was like oh god well, it's going i think was it was it john Le- was it john legend presenting that i think I he was remember. and he turned he turned to whoever was presented with him he's like oh you were right yeah. and i was like yeah he well, did. you were right who like what why do you say that it shit? was incredible too <laughs> <laughs> and then he said it and i was like oh thank god yeah exactly exactly that was the one second where i was like oh i, was like, no. I don't know if the academy's gonna buy a super a cartoon did superhero you see movie. where some um promotional materials went out for ralph or no was it incredibles winning the award Maybe it was oh, one of no. those Disney ones. Like they had pre-done just in case. Well, and that, that does make them. sense. Like just in case. I'm sure yeah, most of them do that. No, get, get back. You're, yeah. not, you're no Spider-Verse. This is Spider-Man's year. <laughs> what a great... What a great job for Sony Animation too. They yeah. went from Emoji Movie to um, <laughs> I forgot. They literally that. went from Emoji Movie to Spider Man into oh Spider Verse and won an Oscar. Like the most yeah. panned movie, one of the most panned films of the decade to like one of the most groundbreaking Critically animated acclaimed. films yeah, of all time. Like it's that's that's cool for this. I gotta give them props for that. That's awesome. Yeah, you have a blunder or two every once in a while. Yeah, true. <laughs> but it was good that they were rewarded for it though. That it yeah. was recognized and rewarded in context. Yeah. Uh, oh. All in all, uh, a very surprising Oscars. I enjoyed it yeah. quite a bit. I like that it was focused on the nominations and the winners and Get nothing that host out of involved. there. I'm more than happy never having a host again. Bohemian Rhapsody ended up winning the most. I think at four awards total, which Sounds is, I think, right. I think lower than most years. Because mm-hmm. like most years, the movie that has the most like sweep sweep yeah mm-hmm. um, this one with only four. I was like, okay, it was nice to see the sh- awards spread right around. Race. Yeah, yeah. And it was nice to see Black Panther win a couple awards. Black Panther did, yeah. In I the think. right categories, too. Production yeah. design and costume design, oh I believe. Score. Like, Best score, score, too. Yeah, score is incredible in that as the well. The costumes on Black Panther were fantastic. Yeah. I, yeah. What I liked most, and I've said this before, is that they made strong women not sexual. Like, they didn't oh, make no, they it didn't provocative. They, Who would have thought? And I just, just make them practical. <laughs> yeah. And I just love that that got rewarded that for that. It's like, whoa. Mind blown. They don't have to be Took like Wonder Woman, like <laughs> belly and leg bearing. Bikinis. Leather bikinis. midriff allows me to be Shorts. more agile get in get battle. Get stabbed easier. <laughs> <laughs> I have an invisible plate yeah, over exactly. my midriff that blocks any weapons. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just so glad that 
they the costumes were rewarded for being <laughs> and beautiful and oh, intricate yeah. everything and... about it absolutely deserved it mm-hmm. um in the end i just the biggest takeaway for me is you know in the years following i, I feel like the the more hateful reception of green book will die down and people will just kind of yeah. see it as like oh, oh yeah, yeah that, that, that movie out. won best picture oh yeah kind of like how we talk about crash now you know nobody talked about crash until green book came out and now people are pretending to hate it again mm-hmm. when in reality they completely forgot about it yeah people are going to probably forget about green book in a f- several years mm-hmm. until the next time a green book or a crash <laughs> is nominated for best picture then people will say this is the worst best picture nominee since green book yeah when in real in reality people just don't care that much my big takeaway from this oscars two things one is a legitimate like the future oscars i think we'll see more of a battle between streaming and theatrical and what we reward and two the oscar stage is slippery watch out (laughs) men and women watch out my big takeaway of the oscars is that bradley cooper and lady gaga should have made out they they did in all of our minds yeah they did did in my mind (laughs) (laughs) yeah but no that that was just a really nice moment i think that song and then when adele sang skyfall at the oscars oh yeah that was was amazing too those are the two performances that have stuck out in my head and it's not a surprise that they're also chart toppers i will say that i really liked the i had never heard it before but the when a cowboy trades the spurs for wings i like that song a lot i had never heard it and it made me want to go check out that movie oh i went to the bathroom and when that was playing oh it was great i'm sure it was fine i just was like here's was the moment really good it was kind of sad but yeah well just wanted to good show cowboy good work spurs oscars. for wings is a sad concept yeah it is <laughs> good job oscars you proved yeah. us wrong oh man well, all that's right. probably wraps it all up. I think that wraps up this week's. Um, you just... check the full results of the Oscars if you want, in addition to all of the trailers we talked about. Yeah, so. We're at silverscreeninsider.com. Yeah, definitely check out that um, Detective Pikachu trailer. You can go to SSI's uh, movie database and find Detective Pikachu, so you could check out the stills and stuff, too. No, oh, everything. Um, as well as for Dark Phoenix yeah. and Hellboy, of course. Or if you don't want to do a deep dive, just hit the homepage and go down the preview preview box. Plus, um, our podcast is not only available on our site, but it's also now available on iTunes. Yeah. So Off the if break you want to download our episodes there instead of going to our site, you can do that and Listen to be sure to, to spread the word about us. Yeah, let us okay. know. And until next time, go to the movies and have a good weekend. Yeah. Take care.